Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm John Ryan and this is Pod Roast, episode 50. That means we're pod toasting every 10th episode. It's brilliant, it's not brick bats we're celebrating. Today, Crafty Archive and Vegas Eccentrics. Trevor Dan's company warms up an old idea for sounds of the 21st century, and there's nothing wrong with that when it's as good and as simple an idea as a presenterless montage of clips and music that take you right back to the year in question. It's scary to think of what this would have become in a lesser producer's hands. Every clip of the highest audio quality, the juxtaposition of each music selection against the archive is always beautifully thought out. Everything fits and breathes. There's no slapping it over a vocal or hopeful mixes. This is craft stuff. You get the impression every second has been loved and considered. The songs never go on too long. We don't just hear the hook either. That will be boring and predictable. And clearly that's not happening in a podcast confident enough to seg from meerkats to William and Kate's engagement. Where there is additional sound design, it's unfussy and not show-offy. Bravo, sound designer. Ali Rezikani. I listened to 2010, the last year so far covered. Once you get over the whole, geez, was that really 12 years ago thing, and luxuriate in being taken back by this podcast TARDIS, there's so much to enjoy. A more po-faced BBC producer may have nudged it to be newsier, and that's not to say it's not headliney. Yes, there's Cameron and Clegg in the Rose Garden. How strangely innocent and optimistic that feels in the light of, let's call them recent events, and that wretched ash cloud that felt like it could be grounding planes forever. Again, ditto. But it kicks off with the King's Speech and Luther. And not always the Oscar or BAFTA winners either. Remember Unloved Daybreak with Adrian Childs and Christine Blakely in a dark greenhouse. But mixed over Adam Young's sleepy Fireflies synths, it evokes an undiluted recent nostalgia kick. The music is obviously important here. Again, the judgment of the team ear is spot on. They find the instrumental hooks, the intros, the middle eights, the loops, the natural ends to mix with the speech that give the whole thing a relentless progression, but relentless in a good way. There are more moments the music stops than you might think, but it's so well mixed and thought through you never really notice. Even the voices you didn't realise you'd forgotten. Former BBC science editor David Shukman, for example, talking about that bloody volcano again, add to the triggers. Or Gordon Brown's bigoted woman blunder during the election campaign. Gillian Duffy in Rochdale, her name, cut straight into Ollie Moore's Please Don't Let Me Go. Then one bong and Dim will be telling us it's going to be a hung parliament. There's no chaff here, it's all wheat. Understandable with a year to squeeze into a fat half hour, but again, it's all done with the craft of what to put in, what to leave out, and how to add personality through an edit alone. As the Precy says, no comment, no analysis, no celebrity memories, just the sounds of the year as they were heard at the time. I wonder how they even got that past a commissioner. 
How I long for the days for a clip show that didn't have Sarah Millican grade contributors barely remembering whatever it is they're talking about. In fact, the only niggle with this one is the redundant blob of Claudia Winkleman on the front. Thankfully, she's only really a star continuity announcer to get the thing started. This magnum opus currently ends with Take That's Reunion and The Flood. Now we're into 2022. Surely we're overdue an update. Let's get the tens on soon. To Vegas next, always a good plan. Covid has taken Roy, Cancer, Siegfried, but the two are celebrated, if that's the right word, by Apple TV Plus's new podcast, Wild Things. No, I don't know why they're doing podcasts either, but if they're all going to be this standard, I'm glad they are. Stephen Leckart is an Emmy award-winning filmmaker and journalist, and he's our host. If I hear another podcast series that dutifully starts at the chronological beginning of the story, however Dollsville, I'll despair. And Wild Things doesn't do that. To call your debut episode What Went Wrong and to anchor it in 2003 when a tiger called Monte Cor attacks one of your two leading men live on stage is the kind of production call that makes the good great. Stephen tells us that the show was no different to thousands of others performed over 44 years in that very theatre at the Mirage. The tiger attack is told straight over a drone effect, another genius call, rather than use one of the punters in the theatre to tell us about the horror that happened on stage. We hear from dancers backstage, some of whom didn't even see the terrible moment, they just heard it on the dressing room tannoy. They had a closer relationship with Siegfried, Roy and the cats. They'd performed with them hundreds of times, so their shock is more raw and grabs you from the start. So much blood. I'm thinking to myself, he's not going to make it. This was hell. This was effing hell on earth, says our main contributor, before the 80s synth theme kicks off with some outstanding sound design in a clips montage to introduce the episode. Cut to Leckard on the strip at the foot of the Siegfried and Roy statue, chatting to tourists about the stars, who, despite breaking dozens of performance records, seem to be the subject of loads of urban myths and celeb misunderstandings. The sense you get as a listener is this podcast is only possible. Now both subjects are dead. Annette Tapper is a writer they hired to write a biography 30 years ago, and she's become an expert on the Tiger Lovers. Hers is the first meaty interview we get in this podcast. She's on at nine minutes in. But the joy here is we've already been sheep-dipped in a bit of colour and commentary. We've heard from the dancers who were there in 2003. We've had some Vegas ambient sound. We've had a little bit of Stephen to establish himself. We've had well-executed sound design and a theme tune that fits... All of which should be the norms, frankly, beyond comment. But it's so good to hear what is admittedly a story so juicy, it's hard to mess it up. Not being messed up. There's a hoary old radio expression that the pictures are always better on the radio, clearly bobbins, but at the heart of that truism is the fact that with some basic technique, ambient sound, a classy edit, pace, your listener is doing more work than a viewer would, and the story is connecting deep in the brain. Annette is a great guest. She talks about her stays at the Mirage, the balloons, the fruit baskets, the Cartier jewellery, the 50 times she saw the show, the £10 million jungle palace where the illusionists live. Roy ran away from home at 13 as a bellboy on a cruise liner. He met Siegfried on the ship Brennan, who's pulling rabbits out of hats. Regular illusionist 101 stuff. Roy says the act's okay, but can you imagine doing that with cheaters? 
Through a serendipitous connection to a German zoo, that's exactly what they're able to get their hands on, a cheetah on a cruise liner. They're almost fired for smuggling on a big cat, but that was the start of an enduring career. Now that was against the grain in the 50s and 60s, animal acts were in The Descendant, but in the 70s was about big magic again, and TV made that stuff popular. Rick Thomas was the Tropicana's big cat act. He says that making their act bigger and better was a happy challenge for Roy and a dark worry for Siegfried. What they did with those animals and how they were used in that production was phenomenal. You can hear a tiger roar a mile away, so when one roars a foot away from you, it vibrates your entire soul, we're told. They're trained, but never tamed. It took four men and a fire extinguisher to pull the tiger off of him, says a local news anchor in a breathless clip about that terrible night in 2003. A local cop wonders if the tiger had been prompted into attacking Roy by a third party. The first episode ends with Stephen telling us over the last year his investigations have uncovered what's the truth and what's an illusion. It's an accomplished debut and sketches a lost Las Vegas, a bat-dirt-crazy cast and sensible, thoughtful production. I'm John Ryan, this week raising a glass to sounds of the 21st century from TDC for BBC Sounds and Wild Things, Siegfried and Roy from Apple TV Plus and At Will Media. Next week, two more podcasts that I'll listen to so you don't have to when Podroast returns. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.